0: a Factual Data Creation Facility production. Welcome to the Straight from the Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So, let's get started. How are you doing today? Before I start, I would like to thank those responsible for the two generous donations the SFTD podcast received last week. I'd give you a proper shout-out, but my hosting service, Red Circle, keeps that anonymous for some reason. So again, thank you. First up, City of Chicago Mayor, or should I say former mayor, Lori Lightfoot, has lost her re-election bid on Tuesday of last week. The controversial leftist mayor only managed to garner 17% of the total vote. That after telling people who didn't intend to vote for her to stay home during a last-minute campaign rally. Well, that sure sounds like an attempt at voter suppression to me, and that's how it would have been reported if we had an unbiased press corps in this country. Her legacy will be draconian COVID policies and a crime rate which is currently spiraling out of control, which has caused many businesses to leave the city. Have I mentioned that Miss Lightfoot was a defund the police advocate? Of course she was. During her concession speech, she blamed, wait for it, racism for her loss. Along with anti-women and anti-LGBTQ plus bias amongst her constituents, as well as the entire country, a true practitioner of victim ideology until the, obviously for her, end. All I can say is good riddance, Mayor Lightfoot. Let us hope Chicago gets a mayor who's better equipped to lead and who'll actually work with the city's residents to improve their lives. Next, after a leak of internal reports from both the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Energy, well, it seems that the government of the United States believes that the COVID-19 virus was most likely caused by a lab leak from the infamous virology lab located in Wuhan, China, which was run under the auspices of the Communist Party of China. Oh, and don't forget, your taxpayers' dollars helped to fund the gain-of-function research at the lab, which made the pandemic possible. Not only does this confirm that the so-called conspiracy theorists who were canceled and had their voices silenced turned out to be correct, but it just about proves that Dr. Fauci, whose 15 minutes of fame were thought to be over, basically lied while testifying before Congress. This all comes on the heels of studies which have shown that lockdowns and masks were ineffective and the vaccines only prevent you from serious illnesses and have side effects amongst some people. Those are the mRNA versions I'm referencing here. I've always felt kindness China was and should be held responsible for this. Not just the leak, you know, because things happen, but for the cover-up and letting its citizens travel worldwide, which allowed the COVID virus to quickly spread, causing said pandemic. This also provided other entities the opportunity to capitalize on this calamity, which had the effect of wrecking the middle class, and allowed the largest transfer of wealth in this country's, if not the world's, history. And that transfer only went in one direction, and that direction was up. Meaning, the poor and middle class money filled the coffers of the already wealthy elites. Amazon and big tech, for example. The pandemic also caused the government to go on a spending spree and print money. Money that we didn't and don't have, at a rate that has caused the widespread inflation that we are experiencing at this very moment. What did we get from the Communist Party of China? Well, we got the withholding of information, the denials, and the attempt to shift the blame. Behavior which can be likened to a spoiled child caught doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. In my opinion, the Communist Party of China should be made to pay for this catastrophe it let loose upon the world's unsuspecting populace, by treating it like the pariah it is and behaves like, and by continuing to move our manufacturing out from it. Because money talks and you know what, walks. Finally, I have to give credit where credit is due. The Biden administration is proposing to go after people and entities that defrauded the US government out of billions of dollars during the money giveaway during the pandemic and also strengthen the laws and protections against identity theft. Billions of dollars were siphoned off from state unemployment funds alone by these identity thieves, and it's about time these sorts of crimes are taken more seriously. Countless billions were fraudulently obtained by many businesses also. One problem, though, is many of these identity thieves are from foreign countries. I don't know how they will go about bringing these people to justice. Speaking of which, when I worked in the Postal Enforcement Unit of Customs and Border Protection this time of year, which is tax season, I witnessed thousands of tax forms being mailed in from around the world from countries located in all hemispheres, hoping to get lucky by scoring a refund from the Internal Revenue Service, though they had never been, lived, or earned any legitimate income in the United States. Unfortunately, a lot of these lowlifes are successful, and do manage to get checks to the tune of billions of dollars per year. Now, they wouldn't bother doing this if it hadn't worked before. I've been a victim of identity theft myself, and it's not fun. The first time was in the early 2000s. My first warning was a letter from Geico Auto Insurance telling me that I was at fault for an accident that occurred on Christmas Eve in the state of Georgia. It seemed that my beige Mazda was involved in an accident on I-95. The only problem with this was I was working at JFK Airport in New York that particular day, and I've never owned or have I ever driven a beige Mazda in my entire life. I contacted GEICO, and the representative told me that they would deny the claim and advised me that my identity had probably been stolen. About a month later, I received a notice from a collection agency for a now-canceled, due-to-non-payment, Sprint Wireless account from Detroit, Michigan. And a couple weeks later, another collection notice arrived, this time from AT&T Wireless, for another wireless account from Detroit, Michigan. I've never lived or even visited Detroit in my life. When I called the reps for the Sprint account, I was told to report the incident to the local police and obtain an affidavit stating my case, and then mail a copy of the police report along with the affidavit to them, which I did. The collection agency still said I was liable and for seven years that non-payment was on my credit report. When I called AT&T, they looked up the address and saw that it was the location of a Department of Social Services and to their credit, immediately dropped the matter. Last year, someone applied and was approved for two credit cards using my identity, both from the Bank of America and put in a change of address with the post office to, I guess, receive the cards. Well, thank goodness my mailman rang my bell one day and asked me if I was planning on moving. When I told him that I hadn't planned on that, he handed me the mail containing the cards. He then informed me of the change of address request. I immediately went to the post office and stopped that address change and contacted the Bank of America and got those cards canceled. And the representative advised me to put a freeze on my credit with the three credit bureaus and report the fraud which I promptly did. I only wished that the post office would have provided me with the address these scumps tried to have my mail forwarded to. I did ask, but they refused. I would have reported that to the police also. My mail was forwarded to that fraudulent address on one day. The thieves got a check from the state of New York for $80, which was never cashed, and the prescription medicine for my high blood pressure, which I'm sure increased during this episode. To sum up, I'm glad the federal government is finally taking action on identity theft and taking it seriously. That will do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can send comments, suggestions, or complaints to sftdpod23 at gmail.com. And again, thanks for those donations. Take care. I'll see you next time.